yes, I was very nervous at that time. You're literally shaking. You're wondering, you know, I'm, I thought I did my best. Why am I not getting that investment? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to M Square Podcast. And this is your host, Anurag Manik. Today, we have with us Mrs. Pooja Shah, the founder of the brand Girgit, whose pitch we all loved in the season two of Shark Tank India. So let's dive right into this episode of M Square Podcast with Mrs. Pooja Shah and understand more about the brand, how the brand came across, how the idea of the brand came across, and how was her journey until Shark Tank India, and what are plans post the success they have been experiencing after featuring on Shark Tank. So let's dive right into this episode. of M Square podcast and this is your host Anurag Manik Hello everyone and welcome back to M Square podcast today we have with us someone whom we all loved watching on the television the last week uh that is one of the cutest pitch that we have uh, come across and i think that one of the most inspiring pitches that we have come across on shark tank so as you all might know by now that we have with us miss pooja mrs pooja shah uh, the founder of girgit and the pitch we all loved so welcome pooja ma'am to the show uh, and thank you so much for you know giving us your time and agreeing to be a part of this Anytime, my pleasure. Yeah. So, yeah, Pujama, we wanted to understand from you how was your whole experience? How did you start up as an entrepreneur? What was the pivot point in your life, and how did you start? So, like, I wanted to understand that when you were a kid, so like, yeah. did you had this, uh, you know, what do you say, inclination towards being an entrepreneur? Yeah. How was it? Right. So, uh, frankly, when I was a kid, um, I really didn't have this drive to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, in fact, I started off my career as a teacher. because oh. i loved working with children and um, i worked as a teacher for 6 years in an international school in mumbai okay and you know after that i got married and i took a break from teaching and covid hit so i did not find a new job because um, uh, due to covid you know i had left uh, my previous teaching job okay and one day my husband my husband has a business family business in chemicals yeah and you know we just got married and i was trying to get to know his business also and uh, one of the chemicals that he supplies happened to be a color changing pigment okay and when i saw it it reminded me of the 90s you know when we had those magic books where you could just color yeah, and then yeah, it yeah, disappears uh, yes and i was like how about if i take this concept onto apparel so mm-hmm. what it would be so much fun if a clothes would change color or our footwear would change yeah. color and you know it just started off literally with that thought in mind and uh, i i also felt this is more fascinating for kids since i loved okay. working with children for 6 years as a teacher so that was my pivot where i decided to start my own business yeah. and uh, it was very difficult of course to transition from doing a job to start being an entrepreneur because it requires a different kind of time commitment different kind of perseverance too many obstacles and stuff but my husband being my mentor um, made it a lot easier and that's how we started i uh, started this company called girgit uh yeah. the reason we called it gilgit because it does justice to the name yeah, of what the, our products yes. do and you know it's a completely make in india brand so i didn't want to call it chameleon so oh. hence, <laughs> we decided to call it gilgit yeah Yeah. So that's yeah that's such a wonderful journey and like uh so uh like also jo apne naam rakha girgit was very indian and like right. i think it was yeah pretty much self explanatory self explanatory right. with the name ki what it will do yes so so ma'am like uh, so when you were deciding upon this product did you have any uh, you know apprehensions ki ye kaam karega ki nahi indian audience ke liye matlab kaise hoga and like uh, so like 
like a lot of questions that come around ki it can be you know like a one time use product people log ek bar dekhenge me ho sakta hai ki uske baad usko wo na le so how do you overcome all of these apprehensions and like how do you approach these issues right so yes of course if you you're absolutely right this is like a concept where somebody would think that aren't too many repeat buyers because you enjoy it once and then the person may not come to buy yeah. the color changing product again which is why uh, i decided to introduce a cat different categories so you know we move from shorts to uh, shoes and then okay. we said we let's move from changing color in water to changing color in sunlight so i started oh, getting okay. variations within color change had i stuck to only color changing in sun i'm sure they wouldn't come to buy the second product mm-hmm. even if it changed by sunlight yeah. and then we introduced color change by air which is when we introduced the air mask so we're trying to use the natural elements in nature okay. such as air water and sunlight and introduce various products within those categories so okay. yes it is um, you're absolutely right sometimes repeat buyers get difficult but once they get fascinated by these different categories we often see them come back to us okay i think that's a really wonderful take right to introduce different products because i think one of the questions that was raised you know that um, that i uh, uh, what you can say the i uh, the spectacles like the jo chashme hote hain unke bhi color yeah. change hote the why didn't it catch fire in india and yeah. i think the way you approached that issue uh, because i i remember a lot of my school friends when we were in school wo kafi cool cheez hoti thi ki yaar iska chashme ka color badalta hai how do you buy but i think so uh, did you uh, did do some research ki inke sath why did this product not catch up because it's kafi catchy ho jata hai you know it is eye right. you know it grabs eyeballs and the first go ki oh my god ye kaise hua and something like that right. so did you right. do some research and then aapne usko fir yahan pe implement kiya ki you know this is something right. which we can do differently Yeah so of course sunglasses are something you don't wear every day which is yeah. why it didn't hit the market so well we try to take everyday items like you would wear a pair of t- you yeah. wear a t-shirt every day or you would wear a pair of shorts or you know you might wear shoes so the reason we succeeded was because we decided to use everyday items hence the customer is more likely to take to it because they see okay. the use of it on a daily basis yeah. versus a one off and that's why it we succeeded in this area I think that was one of the reasons, you know, that is, आपको जो like the thing that differentiated you from other uh, other people who were trying to do it. Uh, right. so, so when I say other people, I mean that's by uh, the uh, you know the glasses industry I was right. talking about. Right. So uh, I think this is really wonderful, you know, to take a concept and like they say, experience never goes in vain. And I think you connected yeah. your experiences. It's all about connecting the dots, right. you know, as Steve Jobs would say. Yes. So, uh, Mm, how has been your experience? Because this was a product which the Indian audiences have never heard of. they have never seen so yeah. how do you approach you know like you have to just as they say like you have to market the category as a whole it's just not marketing your product or something so yeah, how did you approach that problem and how difficult was it and how did you overcome those difficulties when you first time launched this product true so you know uh, it, this this was a, since it was a first time like you mentioned it required a different strategy altogether yeah and you know we spent a lot of time marketing on how the product works we were just creating an awareness of that these products exist yeah. that was point 1 once they exist we started marketing on how it works because in this kind of a line you need to educate the customer a lot yes. because without them knowing how it works and not going to buy it, they may just think it's some fad or you know doesn't exist yeah. because it was mm-hmm. so out of the world so a lot of time we used to set up different booths at exhibitions we used to set up in building societies you know we were just trying to create awareness that this exists and looks fun 
So um, that's how uh, we actually focused our marketing was not on buy the product, but more about the fascination because okay. people, this is a product yeah. which is more for emotional buyers yes. where, you know, they see something and they want to buy it yeah. without any reason. Agreed. So that was the point we were touching upon where we were just trying to show the magic and the fascination. And then step yeah. two in our marketing was how does it work where we gave them the technicalities of the product. And yeah, that's how we approached our marketing strategy regarding this yeah, kind of think, line. Yeah, so I know it raises a curiosity in my mind. So when you say when you were telling people about the technicalities, so like then, when somebody came, they were more fascinated by what is this thing or how does this thing particular thing work? So or right. how was it? Uh, so like people were more interested in knowing how this is happening or were they like, yeah. oh my God, this is happening. So how was Correct. it? So like children don't care about how it works. Yeah. They were just fascinated by what happens when it changes color. Uh -huh. But you know, we would often see the adults, the older kids, or maybe even like adults who are purchasing our water shots and stuff. Yeah. They were first more interested in the technicalities versus yeah. the color change. So yeah, different age groups took it very differently. And depending on who was in front of us, that's how we would market oh, the okay. product. I think, yeah. so I think that was Total. particularly yes. how you had to market the product. Right. So, yeah. And like, ma'am, we saw the whole Shark Tank episode of yours. It was yes. very inspiring and something very, uh, what do you say, you know, that there was this innocence when the whole brand was pitched. It was not like a business <laughs> pitch that most of the pitches right. sound like. So how right. was your experience? How does it work when you go to Shark Tank? And like, how is it? For, how was it for you? So uh, going to Shark Tank was a great experience because I think it fine-tuned me as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, the kind of rounds and uh, you have to uh, overcome before you get on the TV show yeah. really helps you grow, you know, right from uh, doing a business pitch to, to probably writing financial documents to, you know, speaking to invest so we to speak to investors before you approach them. Okay. The mock interviews, uh, you know, right from how do you stand, like something as simple as body language, yeah. the kind of language we should use in front of an audience. So there was just too much of learning. And I think it really fine-tuned me as an entrepreneur. So what you actually saw of 10 minutes on the show yeah. was something that we were preparing with Shark Tank from May to October. Oh, so that okay. it's been actually a very long journey. And, you know, uh, it was so great to learn that behind this 10 minutes, the kind of hard work that hard went work. through. So, yeah, yeah um, I think it's fantastic. And I feel with every entrepreneur should go for it, whether they make it to the TV show round or no. Because uh, you will learn a lot. They yeah. really fine-tune you as a person uh, in the financial sense, in the business sense, as well as on your personality yeah. end. So, so yeah, yeah, you did see a lot of what in those 10 minutes was because of their fine-tuning. Yeah. So what uh, what is the whole process like, ma'am? Like if you can take us through it, sure. like how does it work? Yeah. Right. So technically, uh, the forms usually open up in May. Okay. And uh, that's when it had started. It, it began with a written form, you know, like a very basic written mm -hmm. form. And then uh, round two was an extremely detailed form regarding your business, financial, financials, okay. product details um, and stuff like that. And also a lot about the entrepreneur's background. Okay. Then in the third round, we had to create our own pitch. So not something that you saw on TV, but okay. something that we had to do a video pitch. Okay, okay. And once we did our video pitch, if you clear that round, then they call you for a face-to-face -face round. Okay. Which was my next round. So the face-to-face -face round is by people who are under the the final sharks that you see. So there's another team okay. that interviews you in person. 
and you have to demo your products just like you see on Shark Tank. Yeah. So what you see on Shark Tank, we do that one round before to another group. Okay, okay. And if that group is convinced, then they pass on your file to the final investors that you see on the show. Okay. And uh, then that's the last round. If you get selected, then you come for the TV round. TV round. And yeah, for the TV round, uh, they call you in a a good one to two weeks before and you go through a series of mock interviews and uh, preparation. So that's the journey to Shark Tank. Yeah, that's such a wonderful (laughs) way. I mean, like it does, like it makes you, uh, I think it will streamline the whole process. I mean, like, you know, the streamline the thoughts in your mind, like, you know, what is important, what should be spoken about first and what are the metrics on which will be, you know, eventually evaluated. Yeah, yeah, and the kind of questions they pose gets you thinking about your business, you know, how you want to take it forward also. Yeah, yeah. So it, I think it gives great. you a clarity also at the same time True. on how to approach things yeah. and, you know, when you're going in front Absolutely. of an investor. So like, you know, I was watching the interview uh, recently of the Shark Tank, the, uh, I mean, like the sharks that are there. So like it's, I, I uh, heard about it. It's a one and a half hour to two hour process that goes yes. in. And out of that, they take an excerpt for around 15 to 20 True. minutes. Yes. So how do you go for about one and a half hour like what sort right. of questions that you come across yeah. and like because on TV it's usually the good part and you know like the parts uh, where which will, you know yes. yeah so you you have to do it for the people who are watching it you know, to make it a bit yeah, yeah content wise but how it is in the raw format when you go out there and you know talk with them for right. one and a half hours yeah so you know I mean when I was the show Shark Tank season one I was like wow they just asked four five questions <laughs> and they got an investment it looks so easy you know yeah. but um, you're right it's actually a one hour long interview minimum inside okay. that room and for every question that you see there are 10 more questions asked behind that Okay. so uh, it's a very grilling process um, there are no retakes what you see is actually oh, the oh, first wow. shot itself okay okay so i can be very honest with you it's not a curated show curated show so and you and as a and as an individual who is going there you need to be so alert because there's no scope for thinking or like going back yeah. to what you're saying so yeah they do grill you a lot regarding the financials of your company while you may see just the overall sales behind yeah. that they ask us 10 other questions Similarly, you know, regarding the concept, uh, they go very much detail into it because they're trying to understand yes. your product and industry. Uh, very often, you also see the sharks actually doing the product demo. What you see is a glimpse of one or two glimpse minutes, of, but they yeah. spend a lot more time with your products. Yeah. They need to be convinced. And then, uh, you know, they also take time to calculate the valuation and give you an offer. And okay. uh, so again, that you see is really quick on the show, but actually takes a lot of time in that yeah. room. And they go back and forth a lot. So yeah, I, that's pretty much what happens in that one hour. They okay. can, it's literally the A to Z of everything regarding your business. Yeah, I think, I mean, like those one hour will feel like, you know, something there, all, all, entire life, entire work, uh, your life work, work that you have done so far depends on those one hour. So, Absolutely. yeah, I think yeah. and like it, it's not as easy or as bad it seems because there's a lot of things that goes around which we cannot see oh. as a, what you can say a viewer on yes. television. Yes. So, uh, so mom, how was the whole experience? And, you know, how did it feel like, you know, when like, how does it feel as an entrepreneur yourself when you were standing there and somebody says, OK, you know, we might not invest in you and then somebody gives right. you an offer. So how does this whole feeling work for you and how was it for you when you eventually got the offer? Right. So, of course, in our case, you saw the first four people said no. Yeah. And uh, of course, it was not easy when it went from one to the next to say no. 
all uh, four yeah. consecutive times and while they were saying no i was just trying to process the feedback they've given me but also with the hope that that last person will give yeah. me an investment uh, so um, yes i was very nervous at that time uh, you're literally shaking you're wondering you know I'm, i thought i did my best why am i not getting that yeah. investment but when that last person gave us the investment we were on cloud nine <laughs> and we felt that okay great somebody believes in our vision yeah so uh, i won't deny that of course the four sharks who didn't give me a uh, funding i have taken their feedback and i'm trying to rethink yeah. what they're saying because they too made a lot of sense sense but uh, yeah it uh, it it is a little demotivating oh, when yeah. you feel people aren't convinced with your vision yeah. but at the same time there's what they're saying also makes sense and you know it gets you rethinking about because they are seeing the industry at a better in a better way in a better much way. bigger way yeah and we're just entering the business world so Agreed. yeah that's what you feel but when you get an investment you when you look back you forget all all of yeah, this yeah <laughs> i think because you know like i think it would be very difficult you know when somebody says no you would have kyunki the point you are giving i have a counter to it you know maybe we can talk right. uh, about it so like uh, so once they say they are out it means there is no way they can come back in i'm like they obviously if they change they their mind they usually don't yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. most of the times they don't Okay, so you yeah. know, uh, Pooja Ma'am, we wanted to do this uh, special segment where you know we'll yeah. name each of the shark, and you have to uh, give one word. Uh, it, it can be anything like their kind, their you know uh, any okay. quality that you felt you know that appeal to you, which you would take home with yourself. You know, like any of the feedback that they give yeah. that you might take. So, if I have to talk about Aman Aman Gupta from board, so what is that one thing that really appeals to you from the, uh, his journey as an entrepreneur? Right, so I think he was extremely realistic and practical when he, whenever he speaks regarding his own field yeah. or even the kind of feedback he gave us. So yeah, that's something I would uh, uh, associate with Aman Gupta. And uh, then, ma'am, Namita, ma'am, sir. So Namita, um, we have a little soft corner for her since she invested in us. Yeah. <laughs> But I definitely think uh, she she's a person who. Uh, really believes in women entrepreneurs. Yeah, and, that, uh, yeah, agreed. And I think uh, that's what I associate big time with her. And she loves children, so uh, she she she's ready to invest in any business related to those yeah. two areas. But at the same time, she's very careful with her investment because you'll notice she doesn't agree to invest very agreed. easily. Agreed. Yes, yes, yes. We have because seen she was she, famous yeah. for her not out. You know, no, yeah, line. like very uh, expertise. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah. Uh, she really, but she also has a very big vision, and she has a soft yeah. corner for women and kids. Yeah, I think that I really agree to also on a, you know because you know she really uh, breaks it down into very small parts, and until and unless right. she's conveys until the last bit, Moment. she won't invest yeah. in you. So I think True. that is uh, one thing which I think that stands out, and she is very kind and empath, uh, you know, empathetic uh, towards the right. people, right? So Correct. I think that is one thing that stands very uh, what you can say Strong different from the other sharks yeah. that are there out. True. Yes. Yeah, and like Anupam sir, I think because he's one no. of my favorite sharks, so oh, I can yeah. ask you, yeah. Yeah, we were really hoping that we might get an investment from him. Okay. Also, and there was a time when we felt we were getting it from him. He seemed convinced. Okay. So he's a really good listener. is yeah, what i would say yes and you know uh, he's very easy to talk to without being you, you wouldn't be scared in front of him okay. so yeah i would call him one of the soft kind open listener sharks on that show okay and uh, yeah. then obviously vinita ma'am yeah so vinita seems like a really fun person she she thinks out of the box and uh, she's open to the most quirky ideas and yeah um yeah that's what we would associate her with 
and then obviously Piyush sir. Yeah, so Piyush, I would say, is a thorough entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think for him, uh, finance is the biggest. Like numbers matter yeah. the most, and uh, he 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 really thinks big in those areas. And uh, I found him also to be like a very realistic person when it came okay. to business, not on the emotional side, more right. on the practical yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. I think thank you so much, ma'am, for this answers. I think these are one of like you know to have it from someone who have actually met them is something makes it much more uh, intriguing and much more right. real in terms of what we are listening. So, sure. you know, Pooja, ma'am, like uh, it's been an amazing journey of yours, like when you started right. and uh, now where you are. So, I wanted to understand you have been with kids all around your um, yeah. you know in your early stages of your career. So, when you right. were a kid. Right? right when you were a kid so like uh, at there was any moment in time when you decided okay when you would tell your parents that i would want to do something of my own i have been thrashed a lot as a kid you know, when i was young ki bhai ye kaun karta you do have to find a job and something right. coming from a middle class family that was the primary right. thing you do try to find a job for Correct. survival Correct. so has it ever happened with you any such stories from your past so frankly uh, i always enjoyed working with kids so my parents did encourage me to become a teacher Oh wow. Uh, and that's how it all began but uh, I had no pressure or like um, my parents just said you be happy in whatever you do and uh, and when they when I enjoyed with kids in my family and you know friends and stuff I felt that was my calling but uh, nothing really that I had a stress from my family and to yeah, do something okay okay because I even started this business completely out of fun and yeah. passion versus you know and then it got really serious once yes. we saw the yeah. proof of the concept so i think i think that really reflects when you started with fun because when you talk about it you get all you know like you can see the charm in your eyes that is there you know like the <laughs> smile that comes across when you talk about right. your business i think that really speaks about how much you're invested in your business and how much you take you know uh, what you can say uh, like how much it means to you in a way yeah so yeah so uh, like uh, you know like uh, pooja mama wanted to understand like on the fact that this this a uh, business is a business which right. uh, you know like you will not have any road map to you know like you don't have right. anything to refer like you know if you have Correct. to pave a path you will be the first one to do right. it actually so Absolutely. how do you yeah so how do you plan to take it forward and like you know how is the what is the vision regarding your business and what are the struggles like when somebody starts a business that has never been done before what are the struggles you face as an entrepreneur and what is your approach to those uh, you know uh, eventually overcoming those struggles yeah so i think when you do a business you realize that you know each day you have to be open to making changes it doesn't yeah. work like a complete chalked out plan and the struggle for me was this mainly that i had to suddenly start learning about finance procurement marketing yeah. suddenly i expect, expected to be a jack of all versus while yeah. doing a job i was just a master of one thing agreed so uh, the struggle was that but the good thing was you learn a lot as you put your feet in so many different areas and fortunately my husband is a businessman and he was my mentor so he guided me through the whole process and it yeah. became a lot easier so now when i think of the vision i think after going to shark tank um did i did we did spend a lot of time and i got good feedback regarding them on how i should take this yeah. vision forward so i'm working on those lines which is completely different from when i started like i said you just have to constantly be open to change every time yeah and that is not easy because it can sometimes go positive negative and then you just have to take it really good in your stride and to stay motivated no matter what you know to believe in your own yeah. concept 
So uh, each time I feel a low in my business, uh, if I'm not succeeding in a certain area, yeah. I just remind myself why I started. And oh, that's oh, wow. what keeps me yeah. going. Yeah. So I think uh, as you were mentioning, right, that's so wonderful to hear, you know, like to go back from where you started. And I think that's where, you know, being connected to your roots become very important. Yes. So uh, I'm, I'm now, now once you started your business, so I think this was the first round of investments you have taken, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. So uh, how, what is the difference, you know, when you were running it with, uh, on your own and now when you have someone like Namita ma'am who has years of experience and, you know, like the kind of business acumen she brings in. So what is the difference you are observing in prior to that and now? Right. So, you know, to explain it really simple is like, suppose if I'm standing on the ground, right? Okay. I can see to my eye level, correct? Yeah. That's I stand on the shoulders of a giant. I'm going to be Agreed. able to... Oh, wow. That's such a nice uh, um, connection. Yeah. A lot more and a bigger thing. Yes, so yes. So that's the difference you would see when you have an investor on board and somebody guiding you along with the investment. Yeah. It's literally like standing on the shoulder of a Agreed. giant. Agreed. That, that's such a wonderful, <laughs> you know, uh, analogy to make in this case because, and it also adds like, uh, you know, like if you were making 10 mistakes yesterday, you will make five today. So I think True. that really fastens your process, uh, sorry, the fastens your path to the growth that you are expecting. Yeah. And so yeah. many more opportunities. Agreed. Yeah. vision so differently. I think your vision just becomes 10x, you know, once you yes. are working with somebody who has been through the year. So true, so true. Yeah. So, uh, so ma'am, like as we talk about the Shark Tank euphoria, yeah. right? Once you are on TV and in India, when so many people watch it. <laughs> so how yeah. was the response and how did you handle it? You Once you became on TV, everybody starts, you know, to talk about yeah. you. What is yeah. the product about? And you get validated yeah. on TV, right? As they said in the first yeah. season that you are getting validated on national television in a prime time slot. So yeah. how it is after Shark Tank and how you're handling the, you know, like the orders quantity might have increased the number yeah. of orders that come in. So how are you planning to manage that? complete uh, uh, yeah increase. so uh, it the momentum is crazy once you get um aired on tv so yeah. in terms of the orders they just like tripled overnight and the momentum oh. hasn't gone it's been a week yeah and you see that same kind of rigor throughout so your sales can definitely go up what you probably do in three months you may achieve in a week or so that's the oh, kind wow. of progress you would yes. see uh so for that definitely i had taken help of a team I did uh, take help of some extra people yes sure that you know we answer every customer's call the orders are processed and so on and so forth but still um, we have in spite of all this we haven't been able to cope up completely and we're still okay. still have a backlog which we're working on but that's the kind of response you're going to get because every day a whole sea of new people approach you okay. whether it's orders whether it's investors you see a lot of businesses like marketing agencies approach you. You'll see PR agencies, graphics and so on and so Ooh, forth. Okay. So it's beyond customers. And, you know, addressing each one of them does take some time because everybody has a different requirement. So okay. yes, that's fun. End. Now on a personal end, when you're on TV, your friends and family suddenly start getting so excited that yeah. they know you. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, yeah. it, you're, just, you're just viewed differently in the eyes of your own people also in your environment yes so um yeah that's how it feels like after shark tank i think that is something which we all aspire to be right at least we should come once on television and <laughs> once you actually come on such a big show i think right. things change for the good after it yes 
So, uh, yeah, ma'am, I wanted to understand from an entrepreneur, uh, you know, like you, who's done a business that has never been done before, who has, you know, not only uh, improved the business, but has, you know, made it grow leaps and bounds on on her own and like taking yeah. an idea from a very ideation stage and doing something which not right. many people would have envisioned about it. Yeah. So what are the, you know, four or five parameters that every entrepreneur should focus on, which are a priority to you? Right. So first, I think is, so first, you need to be excited about your own product. Mm. And if you believe in it, the other people start looking at it in the same way. Uh, the second thing you need to be really open about is customer feedback. You know, as much yeah. as you think a certain color or a certain print looks good to you, until you don't go out and test it, you're never going to know if it's going to work or not. Agreed. Like we had to discontinue certain products because we didn't get good response from customers. So being open to that kind of feedback, one very important parameter. The third thing is you need a mentor because a mentor helps you look at things from a third person. Yeah. So uh, that kind of perspective is really important as well. And the fourth thing I think you need to do is you need to start establishing systems in your company. And okay. you realize, I think for me, that's what happened. I felt I could do everything. Yeah. But to actually delegate and uh, have a team, you'll achieve far more than you alone. Agreed. Because you're so tempted to do, you say, okay, it's just this, I'll also do yes. it and I'll also jump in there. So I think that's the biggest mistake you can make. You need to trust the experts in those areas and um, work together and you'll see greater results. You know, like they say, alone, you can walk so little. Together, we walk yeah, more. So I think that was a big one. Uh, also, you need to keep yeah. in mind as an entrepreneur. I think that is so wonderful, you know, like the how I really like how you, uh, you know, give a simple mm -hmm. analogy to things and, you know, to make it more <laughs> understandable to someone who is listening to it for yeah. the first time. And I think that is, you know, they're making it simple, as simple yeah. as you can. I think that's the key to the whole brand, the success yeah. your brand, I think, is witnessing in the, you know, uh, right. in, the, in the current scenario and I think that is one of the reasons why we also felt so connected when we watched you know the, the pitch on television because okay. it was so it was so simple I mean, it right. was just you know <laughs> broken down into the simplest form possible yeah. and I think it is, there is a saying right uh, the genius is one who can simplify things so that a layman can understand yeah, it. No, yes. yeah. and I think that is uh, you know that now you can see the marketing and, and the operational genius that comes out from <laughs> you and I think that that has yeah. been the case uh, so ma'am uh, just as an uh, you know towards as we come to a conclusion yeah. towards episode yeah. i wanted to understand what are the me key metrics as a business you should always keep in check right like say it can be finance or you know like uh, the operations cost that you ensure that you know this is the something which i check on a daily basis and i correct. want to be on top of these metrics as a business owner correct so i think what you really at the end of the day need to measure is your outcome of sales per day okay. on because without that, you're not going to be able to sustain. Yeah. So yes, um, numbers like uh, final sales matter the most. And the second thing is uh, your raw material cost. How much okay. ever lower I can keep getting, getting yeah. it down would really help you. Because you can start offering it at a competitive price. And then it's about acquiring market share. Okay. So I would say these two things are uh, trying to bring down your raw material yeah. cost a lot. And second is eventually what is my final sales. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's very, uh, what you can say, insightful. And also I wanted to understand right. how do you decide on the valuation for your company? Is there a yeah. way you come up to that number on how to value your company? Right. So I think, you know, when you ask for a valuation, one should be modest and not overvalue or yeah. undervalue themselves. 
So, I mean, after looking at, uh, after reading up a lot, speaking to different people, we feel like uh, based on your sales, uh, 2x is a good valuation. Okay, okay. So that is on your, yeah, that is on your revenue. Yes, on your revenue. Okay, I think that is really insightful because we have seen a lot of people, uh, also there are a lot of misleading articles that when you go on internet, it should be 10x of your revenue, 2x of your profit that comes up. But to have it from someone like you, you know, who has actually gone out in the the field and done it, I think that makes it much more, uh, what you can say, a trustworthy number, trustworthy method, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you need to live up to what you say. Yeah. just better to not underplay it, neither overplay it, but be yeah. more realistic. Be more realistic. And I think that is one of, again, you like be more realistic when you can keep sim- things simple. That is when you can yeah. be realistic because when you complicate things, you often get confused okay. on, you know, what you actually want to achieve. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, ma'am. You know, it's been Most such well. a, yeah, and such an inspiring talk with you, <laughs> you know, to going through your journey and how you connect different things. I think uh, that connection of, you know, connecting uh, the uh, changing color, changing dyes to, you know, something that can be done for kids come from, uh, because throughout this conversation, I've, you know, realized that you have a habit uh, of, you know, taking something complex and attaching it to something that is very simple and can be understood by something, someone. Like you, uh, you know, connected that Namita ma'am's example to sitting on the shoulder of a giant. And I think that is something which a lot of people lack to, you know, make things simple. Rather, they try to make it more confusing (laughs) for everybody involved and I I think that is something that stands out when we you know talk when I was talking to you and I think this was one of the most wonderful conversations I've had in a really long time right thank you so much for having me I enjoyed uh, being a part of this conversation as much as you did and uh, I really hope uh, this helps or touches somebody in somewhere in some point Sure, sure, ma'am. I just wanted to ask you, ma'am, like, you know, before we, uh, you know, uh, yes. conclude this conversation, if there is anything that you would want to share with the people who are going to listen to this. Yeah, I just feel like, uh, you know, believe in your vision and uh, don't give up because uh, the world is better having you tried than not trying it at all. Oh, wow. I think this yeah. is something that I'll take up with me, you know, like <laughs> every conversation I take something and this is uh, so inspiring to hear from you. So uh, thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you so much for giving us your time and, you know, being a part of agreeing to be a part of this was an honor and a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of M Square Podcast. We are trying to bring you the best and the never heard stories of Shark Tank India season two with the pitches that won the heart of the entire country. So, if you like this, our first episode, please check out which we did with season two. The pitch was fresh with founder Ria Karuturi. So, do tune into that pitch, uh, that episode of ours, and do not forget to check out the further pitches that we're going to bring it to you from Shark Tank India. Do follow us on Instagram at M Square Podcast. Get the behind the scenes of what has happened with Shark Tank India and much more insights into Shark Tank India season 2 that we're going to bring it to you. And also follow me on Instagram at Anuragmanik7. And if you are from in and around Ahmedabad, we are doing our flagship Start Your Podcast workshop series at I'm Ahmedabad on 28th of January from 2.30 p.m. onwards. So do come in up there and be a part of the event. We have got some great, great experience and some great goodies for you waiting up there. So do follow us on Instagram at nrogmanic7 and an M Square podcast and as we always say until next time stay quirky stay different